0: are talking by fans around the world. <clears throat> Thank you for joining me as I choke. <clears throat> Welcome to another episode of Boxing News Today. Uh, Curse of our friends across the pond at Boxing247. We had quite a few good fights on the weekend. I'd like to report on a few. In particular, let's start off with uh, David Rajuli, one of our show hosts, and a boxer who fights out of uh, Germany, um, uh, Jim in baden wurttemberg and uh, we're happy to see that uh, he took a uh, flight up to the Netherlands. And uh fought a fellow by the name of Brian Nisia. And uh it was a good fight indeed. And uh the card was a good fight, uh indeed. Uh, we uh were lucky enough uh to be uh, allowed to live stream that event. We saw Steve Supan uh go up against uh big fellow, uh Birkettishilvi. Uh Wotu Jojak went up against Muhammad uh Buhaleja. Yeah, we saw Nisia and uh Rijuliko Toto go toe to toe and uh Please go to uh, talkandfight.com to see the results. And uh, the last uh, fight on the card, uh, Melvin Wasang went up against uh, Georgie, uh Gujani. So uh, uh, four really good uh, fights on a decent card put together uh, under the banner of the evolution of boxing eight quick card. Uh, again, out of Netherlands and uh, hats off to all those involved. Uh, good fight, good live stream, uh, good attendance. Uh, so good to see the boxing is alive and well, not only in the Netherlands, but around the world. And here we go uh, with some of the results. Um, Dave Benavides went up against uh, Dave Lemieux. Uh, Dave Benavides, I believe at the time was 25-0 and, and now extends uh, his uh, winning record to 26-0, having beaten Dave Lemieux, a Canadian. Uh, and that uh, was a battle that was fought down in Gila River Arena in Glendale, Arizona. And uh, the headline uh, is, quite frankly, David Benavidez defeats David Lemieux in three rounds. And on the undercard, Gomez defeats Coda. So let's have a quick uh, read here. Once again, undefeated, David L. Bandera Roja. Benavidez didn't disappoint the hometown crowd as the Phoenix native became a super middleweight champion for the third time in dramatic fashion, scoring a third-round technical knockout against former world champion David Lemieux to win the vacant interim WBC world title on Saturday night, uh, an event presented by premier boxing champions. And uh, if you go over to the Talk and Fight uh, website, you'll see uh, uh, Cedric uh, Ben did his uh, weekly scorecard featuring these two fighters. And uh, why should I go into more detail than what he went into uh, when there's other fights to report on, Uh, for example. Janabek Alamkuhnuli went total against Danny Dignam in a fight that the British thought would go the other way. But uh, as the uh, headline reads, Janabek Alamkuhnuli destroys Danny Dignam. (laughs) Not good news uh, for the British uh, boxing fans. Um, And again, this was uh, featured on Talk and Fight on the Knockout uh, Knockout of the Week show. Uh, the, the, mid, uh, the, the middleweight division officially has a new boogeyman, Janabek Kwadak-style Alan Kanuli destroy the previously unbeaten Danny Dignam with a fight-ending uppercut in the second round to win the vacant WBO inter-middleweight world title, and that was held at the uh, Resorts World in Las Vegas. Janabek, who's now 12-0, is a 2016 Olympian from Kazakhstan. Landed 15 of his final 17 power shots and 21 of 33 overall. Dignam, who's now 14-1-1 with eight knockouts from Essex, formerly held a WBO European title, but was no match for the sensational southpaw. Janabek knocked down Dignam in the opening round, and it was only a matter of time until he hammered, until the hammer dropped. And at 2:11 of uh, round two, Janovac's quasi Thunder landed flush and caused Dignam's head to ricochet off the canvas. Say no more go to a Knockout of the Wheat for more detail on that particular fight. Uh, in a fight that we discussed on the Friday Night Panel, Jean Pascal went toe-to-toe against Fan Long Meng. And quite frankly, not many people on our panel gave Jean Pascal uh, any bit of a chance. But this event that was taking place at Plant City in Florida, uh, we saw former two-time world champion Jean Pascal, 36-6-1, 20 knockouts, score, 12 round unanimous decision over Chinese contender Fenlong Bang, who's now 17 and one with 10 knockouts in the inaugural Pro Box TV event on Friday night taking place in Plant City, Florida. Pascal won with scores of 116, 111, 115, 12, 114, 113. And the event took place at the Pro Box event center. The layoff affected my timing because uh, that's what we were concerned about. And that's what we were just discussing on the panel, says Jean Pascal. I tried to take the, the fight round by round. He was a very tough fighter, more than I expected. I saw that I could hurt him, so I pushed and pushed him. I tried to knock him out. Um, on the undercard, uh, let's have a quick look here. Joseph Fernandez out of St. Petersburg defeated Zming Wang out of Wuhan, China, by the unanimous decision. Uh, Kendo Castaneda out of San Antonio, Texas, scored a first-round knockout over Sonny Fredrickson, who fights out of Toledo, Ohio. And Michael Dutchover out of Midland, Texas, scored a split decision win over Clarence Booth out of St. Petersburg. Um, Oh, and Antonio Antonio Moran out of Mexico City beat Jeffrey Torres, uh, who fights out of Philadelphia by unanimous decision, by the way. Um, Oh, a few more undercard results here. Lightweight prospect, uh, say Shirley out of Orlando, Florida, scored a six-round unanimous decision over Miguel Perez. Uh, out of Mexico and super middleweight prospect Daniel Blancas. We'll have more on in a second. Out of Milwaukee, Scotty Adams' decision over Heinrich Cacaras. So in a separate uh, story here on Boxing 247, we see that uh, there's more information on the Daniel Blancas fight. Let's have a quick read here. Last night, middleweight prospect. So that'd be two nights ago. Last night, middleweight prospect Daniel Blancas 2-0. One knockout. Was a decorated amateur. Uh, stayed undefeated in his second pro fight as he scored a dominant uh, unanimous decision over Heinrich Kakras. The four-round bout took place, as I said, at the Pro Box Promotions card in Plant City. Here's some quotes. I felt good to get the win. My opponent was tough, but I won every round, said Blancas. My goal is to knock out every fighter I face, but last night I earned a valuable lesson that sometimes you can hit people with big shots and they're not going down. Some fighters are just blessed with great chins this will mold me into a better fighter in the future. Good for him. Good self analysis. All right. On we go to another fight taking place in Orlando, Florida. Connor Coyle up against uh, Antonio Todd. Connor the Kid Coyle, who's now 16 0 with seven knockouts, captured the NABA middleweight title after winning a spirited split decision over Atlanta, Georgia's Antonio Todd, who's now 13 6 with seven knockouts. Uh, on uh, Saturday night at the Caribe Royale in Orlando, Florida. Uh, this is broadcast live on the Bally Sports Network, by the way, and uh, Coyle controlled the early rounds by outworking Todd. Coyle found a home for crisp right hands and left hooks, but Todd displayed a solid chin. Todd, who was coming off a career-best victory against top-10-rated Hugo Contin- Continuo in January, provided a tough test for Coyle, and he had his moments during the entertaining 10-round contest, trading out of Uh, The Philly Shell's defensive style. Interesting. I have to ask our friend Tim with a spoon about that. Todd worked behind a solid jab, and his movement created challenges for Coyle. Remind me to ask Tim about Philly Shell. In the 10th round, Todd buzzed Coyle with good shots and looked for the knockout, but Coyle recovered and battled back. After the final bell, the crowd provided a round of applause for both fighters. I'm sure they did. Judge Alexander Levin's scorecard of 96.94 for Todd was overruled, By tallies of 97-93 and 96-94 in favor of Coyle. Said Coyle, Todd was an awkward fighter, but that's what we were expecting. Uh, Remember, Coyle's from uh, Derry, Ireland, and fights out of Pinellas Park, uh, Florida. This fight was a great experience against an opponent with a tricky style. He gave a lot of good fighters trouble with his movement ring smarts. With that said, I controlled the early rounds and pressed the fight as much as I could. I thought for sure we won the fight seven rounds to three or maybe six to four. So the scorecard for Todd really surprised me. Quotes mm. promoter Jody Kaligier uh, of Fire Fist Boxing Promotions was proud of his fighter for earning the hard-fought victory. He said winning the NAPA title and earning a ranking in the top 10 is a big move for his career. Connor's now 60 0 and has a great team behind him. We're looking forward to bigger opportunities in the near future. And so are we. Um, elsewhere, let's, let's fly over to a uh, big fight uh, that took place over in the O2 Arena, uh, featuring uh, one of my favorites, uh, Joshua Watsi. But before we get to him, let's take a look at uh, Alan Babik. Uh The headline reads Alan the Savage Babbitt, def- probably Babic, defeats Adam uh, Balski in a Bridgeweight War. Uh, I'm not really a fan of the Bridgerweights, but uh, here we go. Alan the Savage, Babich, 11 no 11, sorry, 10 knockouts, an underdog for the first time in his career, worked hard for 10 rounds to beat ultra-tough Adam Balski, who's now 16-2, nine knockouts, to win the vacant WBC Bridgerweight silver title. A left hook from Balski dropped Babich, 15 seconds in the first round, but Babich resumed his relentless attack and progressively dominated the stocky Balski. Late in the ninth, Balski staggered Babich with a punch after the bell. Balski was deducted one point in the last round, both gave a fierce show to the audience and the judges score at the end of the day were 97, 91, 97, 91, and 95, 93 in Babich's favor. And as I said, uh, in the Joshua Boatze fight, which I watched, uh, Joshua Boatze earned a victory over his rival, Craig Richards, via a unanimous decision uh, and now uh, that was a, a WBA title eliminator and he's not going to push on to world level uh, in a, in, a, in the world uh, in the light heavyweight division. they have a quick read here. Uh, they said it would be the toughest test of Joshua Boatzzi's career thus far, so it proved and he came through on a memorable fight night on the doorsteps. Craig Ridges made a hugely valiant fist of it, but Bozzi won the fight which hopefully propels him towards a fight for the WBA World Light Heavyweight title, of which Dimitri Bivol surprisingly relieved Canelo Alvarez a fortnight earlier. So, does it mean that uh, Boazzi gets to challenge Bivol? Let's have a look. Uh, anyway, he did so by a wider margin according to the correspondents' calculations, that correspondent being Jeff Powell, who was at the O2 Arena that night, and he scored 117, 112, than the narrower scores carded by the official judges. Still, it was a unanimous decision, which was fine with Boatsi, although some of the rounds in this very local derby were closer than the overall verdict suggested. It was a good fight. It really was a good fight. The crowd of South London boxing now rests on Boatsi's head, deservedly. It may seem to be something of a trifle in the scheme. of his lost ambitions, but it is one in the kind of fight any prospective World Champion needs en route to the summit of the hardest game. For Boatsi, this was a risk to take given his unbeaten record, put, putting him within dis- touching distance of a world title shot. And that would be against Bivol. But with that opportunity still in abeyance, he was running out of warm opponents, and Richards brought with him a loyal following, which would help market this fight. Yes, they were loud. There was reasonable enthusiastic turnout at the O2, even if the agents of Renta crowd had been out and about locally. So heavily was Boazzi favored with the bookies that one bold punter took the plunge on him to pull off a knockout in the 23rd minute exactly. If that had happened, the British Board of Boxing would have been obliged to make a close inspection of the betting patterns. Although the long history and sharp rivalry between these two boys from next door hoods made collusion in some kind of betting coup about as likely as the nearby Thames freezing over on this balmy May night. And there you have it, sports fans. Thanks for joining me here on uh, Talk and Fight. For another episode of Boxing News today, I'll catch up with you later on uh, with Knuckle Up Guys, Mike Gore, and Cedric Ben for their episode at 4 p.m. Eastern Time. Remember to like, share, subscribe, and hit that notification bell, and we'll see you later on.